welcome to Wellness Your Way. I'm your host, Megan Lyons, and I've helped thousands of people find their own way to wellness. Wellness Your Way is an extension of that work, aimed to help you find your unique path to feeling your very best. Each week, we'll go through tactical strategies you can use to improve your health, happiness, and quality of life. So grab a mug of tea or lace up your walking shoes. We're about to dive in. Welcome back to episode 116 of Wellness Your Way. Happy New Year one more time. I hope your new year is off to a happy, healthy, peaceful start. I am having so much fun over here with all of you whose enthusiasm for health is just off the charts this year. My calendar is about as full, well, not about, more full than it possibly can be uh, or than the slots that are allotted. So I'm thrilled that people are looking for extra support in the form of one-to-one coaching uh, and joining Revitalize. And I'm thrilled that you are here supporting your own health, improving your own knowledge, and taking a moment out of your very full day to dedicate to yourself. So bravo to you, and thank you for coming back to more Wellness Your Way episodes in 2023. I have so much great content planned for us this year, and even though I have lots planned, I'm always open to your feedback on episodes that you would love to hear. So please feel free to send them my way. Today, in today's episode, we will be talking about ultra processed food and mental health, actually, a new study that links consumption of ultra processed food to mental health. Then I'll answer a question I've been asked a lot about the reel that I put up last week on Alzheimer's and omegas. And then the hotly awaited book list of 2023. I will reveal my top choices for personal development, health, and other categories to help you choose what to read in 2023. For the past several years, I've set the set and reached the goal to read 50 books or more, and I split between many different categories, uh, and I like to each list each year publish a list of my top recommendations. So that is some of what we will go through today. If you're ready, I'm ready. Let's go ahead and dive in. It's time for health news you can use. And we've talked a lot about ultra processed foods and the risk of physical health manifestations like obesity and inflammatory diseases. But the study we'll review today links ultra processed foods to mental health outcomes. And it's really interesting, in my opinion, at least. I hope you'll share that. This is a study in the journal Public Health Nutrition from July 2022. It's using NHANES data on over 10,000 adults, and this is survey data. So we can only show correlation, not causation. So we know that two things are associated or they go together. We cannot prove from this data that one thing caused another, but I think it's still really interesting in this case. Uh, The researchers isolated out ultra-processed foods. Now, ultra-processed foods, if you're new here, these foods are basically foods or, quote, food products that are so chemically comprised that they don't resemble whole food at all. 
they consist mostly of manufactured ingredients that have been extracted from foods or that have been completely created in a lab. And they're usually containing flavorings and colorings and other additives. They're high in sugar and uh, the wrong qualities of, or the wrong types of fat and all kinds of ingredients that we prefer to moderate. And they're frequently very low in vitamins and minerals and fiber and protein and all kinds of things that we want to fuel our bodies with. So the researchers in this study looked at how many of these ultra-processed foods people consumed and correlated that with their mental health survey results. They controlled for any potentially confounding variables like age, BMI, race, ethnicity, poverty status, smoking status, and physical activity level. And what they showed was that the consumption of ultra-processed foods was strongly and significantly associated with worse mental health outcomes. So not a surprise, but really interesting to see this in clinical data The people who consumed the most ultra-processed foods, they tended to have heightened symptoms of mild depression, along with more what they considered mentally unhealthy days and what they considered anxious days. More of those over the past month. So they just asked people retroactively over the past month, how many of these did you experience? Um, And the people who ate more ultra-processed foods had more of those uncomfortable mental health days. Now, the average American, how much, what percentage of the average America's, the average Americans, there we go, intake is comprised of ultra processed food? What would you guess? The answer is 60%. The average American consumes 60% of their calories in the form of ultra processed food. Now, For a contrast, the researchers isolated a group of people with the lowest consumption of ultra-processed food. In this case, it was 19% of their calorie, their daily calorie intake or less. And a substantial number of these people who had 19% ultra-processed food or less had zero mentally unhealthy days and zero anxious days in the past month. So this is this wasn't everyone in the ultra-processed or in the low ultra-processed food category, it does not mean that if you eat no ultra-processed food, it's impossible to have mental health struggles. It's absolutely not. Um, I could say that from personal experience, and that's just way too strong of a uh, jump to make, way too big of a jump to make to that conclusion. But there was a strong and significant correlation. So even though we can't prove that it was the ultra-processed foods that caused this, in my opinion, I think this is a really good reason to grab some extra whole foods today, and I hope you do that as a gift for yourself. It's time for Megan Recommends, and after posting the reel that I did on the link between Alzheimer's disease and omega-3 consumption, I got several requests for which fish oil I recommend. And I did do a whole episode on fish oil and omega-3s a few episodes ago, which talks about the link between these omega-3s and heart health and brain health and more. So we'll link to that episode in the show notes, but I'll also answer the question here 
because it's a good opportunity to promote Kion products, which I absolutely love. You can use code LIONS, L-Y-O-N-S, on all Kion products at all times uh, to get a discount. And for their fish oil or their omega supplement in particular, I love that they're including rosemary extract and astaxanthin to stabilize the oils in there. They're using the right omega-3s for maximum absorption. It's just a really good quality omega supplement. So I recommend that as well as in that episode, I'll go into other brands as well. And we'll link to the blog post on fish oils as well. Um, from Keon, though, I also use their Keon Lean supplement, which is great for blood sugar control. So if I'm going to have a higher carbohydrate meal, I'll always pop one or two lean before. Um, and I measure this, of course, with my continuous glucose monitor and do see an impact from that supplement. So I love that one. I love the Keon Aminos, which I take before almost any fasted workout in order to promote recovery, give my uh, body fuel to get through the workout without needing food before the workout, if it's super early in the morning, something like that, and to pre prevent muscle catabolism. Those aminos are great. Probably my fourth favorite would be the colostrum, which is great for gut healing. And then honorable honorable mentions to the Keon Sleep and the Keon Flex. Sleep is obvious what it's for. Uh, and the Flex is for recovery. So if you're looking for any of those types of supplements, check out Keon. I'll put the link in the show notes. And again, you can use code LIONS, L-Y-O-N-S for a discount. All right, friends, it's time for the veggies of the matter. And we're talking about one of my favorite subjects ever, which is reading. It's honestly no secret that I love reading. I've been talking about it for years. Like I said in the intro, I do this blog post every year, highlighting and recapping some of my favorite books and book recommendations. And honestly, it's quite a bit of work to put together this list. So if you are a reader, I hope you will go check out the blog post where I list all the 50 books that I read in 2022. But today, for our purposes here together on the podcast, I'm only going to highlight a few of the top recommendations to pique your interest, hopefully get you excited about some of those books. And if that is, these are not the books that you want to read or you want to read even more books than I cover today, then I hope you'll head over to the blog post. But before I get into the actual books, I want to share a fun survey result that I did over on Instagram. Just out of curiosity, I asked if people liked digital style books or paper books, and 74% of you liked paper books. I was honestly shocked, but you are my people. I love a paper book. Now, my style of reading is I read in the morning a personal development, business, or health book primarily. Sometimes there are other categories, but those three categories I'm almost always reading in the morning and I'm intending to learn from them. So I read with a highlighter in hand every single day. I highlight to focus my eyes. That is a proven strategy. People research this and focusing your eyes via a highlighter helps your brain absorb the information more. So I don't highlight everything. I just highlight the things that I want to remember. And I really like paper version for that. Once I'm finished with my paper book, I will most likely donate the book 
Uh, and then maybe 20% of the books that I read, I save either to reference or read again, or because I just can't bear parting with it because it was so amazing. But in the morning, I'm reading paper books because I'm intending to learn. In the evening, once I get into bed and kind of like winding down and getting ready to fall asleep, I read fiction on a Kindle. Um, this is partly because the lights are out and Kevin's asleep and I don't want to read a paper book, um, and have a light and all of that kind of stuff, but also because I'm not really intending to learn. So I don't feel the need to have a highlighter. I don't feel the need to, you know, uh, hold the book, which helps me absorb the information. It's just for fun. I'm just zoning out, getting my brain to relax a little bit. So I use a Kindle for that. So if I had to respond to the survey, I would have done both, but my preference is for sure paper. Okay. The second question I asked was, are you the person who reads one book at a time? Do you read a few at a time? Or are you that person who rarely finishes a book and you're just hopping around between book and book and book and book and book? And I am shocked that I'm the middle category. I read a few at a time. Like I will only read one per category. So health, personal development or other plus fiction. So I guess those four categories, I'll only read one of each at a time. Uh, my brain just can't, I well, it could, I guess, but I don't prioritize space in my brain for like two health books at a time or something like that. Um, but I'm, I'm shocked that I'm not the one book at a time person. Cause that seems like more of my personality. What I am definitely not is the never finish a book and hop around. I intend to not finish more books because I love that principle, like life's too short to read a book that's not for you. Uh, but there's something in me that just has to finish the book. I, I think less than 2% of the books I start, I don't finish, honestly. Um, so what you all said was 45% of you are one book at a time, 43% are a few at a time, and 11% rarely finish. You just hop around between books. And then finally, this is where we diverge most I asked what your favorite genre of books was, and 56% of you said fiction. Interesting. 24% personal development, 5% health, and 15% other. So I'm going to start with the health books today in order to motivate you to read more health books because they are awesome. I know you're here to get your health knowledge, but there are some awesome health books out there too. So let's go into some of those. My top few health books that I read in 2022 that I'm recommending to you in 2023, number one is This Is Your Brain on Food by Dr. Uma Naidu. The subtitle is An Indispensable Guide to the Surprising Foods that Fight Depression, Anxiety, PTSD, OCD, ADHD, and more. And I've been working with clients on improving their mental health via nutrition for many years. And I've been using nutrition, lifestyle practices to manage my own mental health challenges for a decade or so. So I know it works, but I've never had a single book to give them all of the best nutrition and lifestyle strategies in one place. And this book is as close as it comes. This book has what I would say just enough science to be credible without being too confusing or complex. So even if you don't have a nutrition or science background, this book is great for you. And if you struggle with mental health in any way, I definitely recommend it. Now, in saying that I use nutrition and lifestyle to manage my own and my clients' mental health challenges, I do not mean that there's never a time and place for 
uh, medication therapy, any of those other things, which I absolutely endorse all of them. Um, it's just an individual uh, decision on that. And ignoring the nutrition and lifestyle practices, I think is a huge miss. There is something you can do to improve all of those conditions and more. So if you're interested, check out This Is Your Brain on Food. The second health book that in my ranking for this year is called The Upside of Stress by Kelly McGonigal, who is a Stanford professor and researcher. And this book was so awesome that it made it into several of my corporate wellness presentations in 2022. Uh, what her, her thesis is basically is that stress can be part of human thriving. Stress doesn't have to be a bad thing. If we interpret it in the right way, in her way, in her words, the right way is connecting it to a deeper purpose. So realizing that our stress is getting us closer to our goals, realizing that our stress is for a purpose, then it actually has almost none of the health repercussions that most scientific literature would say, oh, stress is killing us for this reason. Stress is killing us for this reason. But if we connect it to a purpose, those are uh, nullified. So if you're stressed about being stressed, I recommend picking up this one. And then I did read a couple books this year looking for kind of like that book, Your Brain on Food, which I just mentioned is a great guide, a great overview to nutrition and brain health and mental health. I was looking for one that's a great overview on inflammation. And two of the books that I read this year were A Silent Fire and The Inflammation Spectrum. And both of those were pretty good. So a silent silent fire is a almost like a historical story. So the author is an MD who dives into the history of the study of inflammation. So it's almost she's storytelling, she's telling science, she's telling research, but it's kind of like here's what the scientist in the 1800s thought. And then the next scientist thought this and then the next scientist advanced to this. And so it's kind of like a meandering journey. And I personally would have preferred like, here's what the current research says. This is what to do about it. Move on. I didn't necessarily want a story, but if you think a story would be more compelling to you, this book is great. It is a slow read. What's the opposite of a page turner? I don't know, but that's what this is. Like it takes a while to get through because it's dense, but it is compelling and interesting. And inflammation is such an important topic that we all need to hear about. So the inflammation spectrum, on the other hand, is much lighter and easier to read. And it does give great background inform information on specific foods that cause inflammation, like gluten, dairy, sugar, alcohol, et cetera. And so I really liked that about the book. What I didn't love was they had a really intense focus on elimination diet protocols. And these protocols in the book are a little more severe and strict than what I think is necessary, than what I see in my clients. So I, if I were you, I would read the book and get all the information and then use your own judgment as to whether or not the protocols are right for you. I think there's probably an easier way to do it. So those are the only health books I'm going to cover on the podcast, but in the blog post, which again is linked in the show notes, I also cover books called Women, Food, and Hormones, Glucose Revolution, You Happier, which is on brain types, Supersized Lies, Exhausted, 
the fasting lane, redefining anxiety, and health is made at home. Hospitals are for repairs. So any of those books, if you're looking for uh, short synthesis and summaries on uh, uh, the books and whether or not you would like to read them, head on over to the blog post. For now, let's bump over to personal development. My number one book in personal development for this year's list is Discipline is Destiny. This is a book by Ryan Holiday, which is one of my favorite authors, who is one of my favorite authors. And I am a very disciplined person. I'll just state it like it is. So honestly, I was a bit worried that reading this book would be like an echo chamber. It would like fire me up too much um, because I already think this way. And it kind of was, to be honest, but in the best way. I loved every single page of this. I just, I needed this the last quarter of the year. I was pretty overwhelmed. I was struggling with my normal motivation and I needed this book. It came at the right time uh, and it inspired me and hopefully will inspire you to sacrifice those impulses that we have, whatever we want in a given moment. I want that cookie. I want to take a nap. I want to shop online. I want to whatever. Sacrifice those for what we want most, which is more often a long-term payoff. And it does require discipline to make that sacrifice. But this book will make you think. It will give you that energy to keep going for going with those habits that you've worked so hard to cultivate. It's just really awesome. If you're looking for a push to do the hard thing, highly recommend Discipline is Destiny. And then the second book on my personal development recommendation for this year is almost the opposite of number one. It's called No Cure for Being Human and Other Truths I Needed to Hear. And it's, it is just such a refreshing take on life. So I heard the author who is Kate Bowler on Glennon Doyle's podcast, and I was just convinced. I think I was out for a walk, and I literally bought the book right then at that moment. I'm so happy I did. The author is a professor at the Duke Divinity School, and she was diagnosed with stage four cancer, and she writes about how this just completely upended her life, her beliefs, her attitudes, Her writing is so funny and so real and so poignant and deep. You're going to cry. You're going to laugh. You're going to just relate to what she is saying. She says some some of those things that are like in the deepest, darkest corners of our minds that we never let out. She goes ahead and says them. And I love that um, about her and about this book. So no cure for being human and other truths I needed to hear. And then the last book that I'll talk about on the podcast is present over perfect, which I read it because any book by, or any book with a forward by Brene Brown, I'm just sold already. And this one definitely didn't disappoint It is a great book when life just kind of seems like a lot and it's hard to focus on what's most important. You're feeling scattered and frantic and purposeless. Present Over Perfect is a great book for you. There were some wonderful quotes in this book that just helped me kind of hit that pause button and slow down. One of these quotes is, part of being an adult is taking responsibility for resting your body and your soul. And part of being an adult is learning to meet your own needs because when it comes down to it, with a few exceptions, no one else is going to do it for you. So if you need that, Present Over Perfect is a great book. 
Other personal development books that I review in this blog post are The Alchemist, Courage is Calling, Like She Owns the Place, Give Yourself the Gift of Confidence and Ignite Your Inner Magic, The Beautiful No, Good Vibes, Good Life, How to Live, The Greatest Secret, From Strength to Strength, and You've Got to Be Hungry. Those were my personal development books from last year. And then finally, I will talk to you here about the books that are that were in my other category for last year. One, The Know-It-All was just a funny story about a guy who read the whole Encyclopedia Britannica and his journey. 4,000 Weeks is a time management book, but a very different kind of time management book that helps you connect to what's important. You Are Your Best Thing, Vulnerability, Shame, Resilience, and the Black Experience is a collection of stories from Black American authors that are just incredibly powerful. Million Dollar Habits is kind of like a business entrepreneurship book. Helping People Change is a coaching book. And Traction is a business book. And then also I list in the blog post, which is linked 20 of the novels that I read this year. So I encourage you to head over to that blog post, but even more, I encourage you to read. It is so accessible. It is so uh, relaxing. It is so nourishing for your brain. What a gift you can give yourself. So if you can, block off 20 minutes this week. That's your call to action for today. Block off 20 minutes and give yourself the gift of reading. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, my friends. And once again, happy new year. I am sending you all of my best wishes for your health and happiness this year. And I can't wait to be back with you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wellness Your Way with Megan Lyons. I always love connecting with listeners, so be sure to follow me on social media. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss brand new episodes each week. If you love Wellness Your Way, please leave us a rating and review. I appreciate it so much. Stay well, and I'll be back next week. The Wellness Your Way podcast is provided for information only and should not be misconstrued as medical advice. Please consult with your physician or otherwise qualified practitioner on any matters regarding your health and well-being or on any opinions expressed within this podcast or the LionShare website.